Welcome to Rose Color News, a Law of Attraction podcast where I, Barbara Wagner, discuss a few news stories from a place outside of the drama triangle. So often people hear the news and let themselves get dragged into the drama without realizing that there is another perspective. I also have a website, asabovebelowloa.com, where I offer law of attraction, life coaching, and run a blog. You can contact me there or find me on other social media sites too. For this episode, I'm going to be doing it off the cuff. I'm usually more prepared, but I am personally frustrated at the moment. And so I am caught up in the drama. And this does happen to me. So I actually practice what I preach. So I thought that this would be the perfect example to show my thought processes and how I can get dragged into the drama and also how I drag myself out of the drama personally. And so I'm going to probably be moving all over the place and hopefully this somebody will enjoy this and find it helpful. It may help you to have a situation in your own life where you're really caught up in a drama of something and that's okay that's what we do here on earth and then you can sort of talk yourself out of it in the same sort of ways that I do so hopefully this is just a good example and I totally understand intellectually that everything is working out but when I look at the stuff that's happening with the George Floyd and the riots that are happening with the whole Dante issue in Minnesota it's just hitting close to home for me because my family's in Minnesota and I grew up in Minnesota and I lived in New Hope for a while and New Hope is so close to Brooklyn Center that they actually had curfews last week because of the riots and I lived there with my grandmother and of course in my head I'm thinking oh my grandmother she could be there she's not she's passed on but she could have been there with them in a city next door and I think about other people's grandmothers. And so I relate. I see to myself like, you know, somebody else's grandmother does live there. You know, they're rioting and they're stealing from people, closing down shops that where maybe my grandmother would have gone to. And it's very personal when I look at it and I get upset that they're destroying this city. And the whole Twin Cities are having to deal with this issue And they're destroying the morale of the police who are there, who have taken this job to protect people like my family. They are there to protect people from those running around with guns. And, you know, if you're going after the police, then, you know, the police might not want to do their jobs. The police at this point should probably just quit. And I don't like that. And why don't I like that? Because in my head, I'm thinking the police are there to protect my family and people like my family. And so I'm seeing them as needing protection from the police. And that's idolatry, in my opinion, because the protection comes from God's source, however you want to view it. These people, you know, you could say they have angels on their side. There's a Rick Astley song, uh, Angels on My Side, which I like. It's these people have, they have protection and the protection does not have to come from the cops. It does not have to come from the cops because they are not victims of circumstances. They have the ability to have a good vibration in which they will not be met with the people that would be criminals. If you are of a good vibration, you're not going to, you know, you're feeling powerful. You're feeling protected. If you're feeling protected, you're not going to end up being next to 
a criminal who wants to take advantage of you because they don't take advantage of people who feel protected. And I've already discussed this in the last podcast where the cop who did this was afraid, you know, afraid that he was, that George Floyd would get away, afraid of various things. He was afraid. And George Floyd was afraid. That's why he attracted a police officer who was afraid. And the same thing happens um, with the Dante issue, Dante Wright. Um, So he was afraid and he attracted a female cop who was afraid and ended up shooting him rather than tasing him. And these people who are afraid, they're the ones who attract each other. But if you're feeling powerful, you would not attract that. You would attract other powerful situations um, in which nobody is trying to take something from another person because why would they? They already feel like they have the ability to get what they want without having to take it from somebody else. What I'm saying is that my feelings of fear for my family, you know, for people that might be there that I would consider friends or family, um, you know, because for one thing, I love all people. I'm not um, insensitive to the fact that there's actually innocent people there who are getting hurt. But but innocent is a good word because that's, you know, placing the person in the victim triangle saying they're innocent and that's why they attracted this. Now, I'm not going to say somebody has blame either. Innocence and blame is not really the right thing to say. And a lot of people don't like the law of attraction belief because they don't like to say that somebody was in a horrible situation where, let's say, a child got murdered and they don't like to say, well, the child, you know, was to blame for being murdered. That's not what I'm saying when I say this. I'm saying the child attracted it. But I have a belief that we come here with a purpose and some call it a soul contract. I don't know exactly um if that's the sort of thing, but I feel like we all came here with a purpose, individual purpose of things we wanted to learn and do. And so in the book, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters, Dr. Brian Rice Weiss um, talks about how he hypnotized a patient of his and then the patient went through this place where it was between lives and she knew stuff about him that he was like, she could not know this stuff. Um, and it was about his son and his son died and he had his heart was backwards and the doctors couldn't save him. And so she was saying, you know, that the son died because he was there to teach a lesson to Dr. Brian Weiss uh, about the fact that science can't save everything. You know, um, the medicine community can only do so much. And that's why he ended up choosing psychiatry or psychology or whatever it was um, instead of that. And so it actually did that. Um, so I do believe that, you know, that child who was quote-unquote innocent, right, was an innocent child but attracted death. Death is not something to put blame on going through these situations, you know, being hurt, attacked, raped, whatever. Um, These things are, they're considered bad here, and I do agree. But the thing is that when you come to a higher plane of understanding, you see that it serves a purpose. So if you take, if you're looking at an object really close, like a close-up of an apple, and then you take the camera back and then you can see all the fruit around it. Um, In this way, we get so close up to things when we're here on Earth, focused on things, that we see it from this limited perspective and we can't see the big picture. And so when you're looking at it in this horrible event, let's say somebody got raped and you're like, this is a horrible event. But if you pull back the camera and you see the long-term effects in somebody's life, and how they they chose to not feel like a victim anymore and they chose to change their life. And rather than feeling depressed th- their whole life, they 
they went to somebody and they talked to somebody and then they saw things from a new perspective and then they started to talk to other people who had gone through similar situations and help those people. And so what that is, it it's one one situation that is not even looked upon as bad from this person's perspective anymore because they're like, oh, I've helped so many people. I've helped so many people to have a better life. I can't possibly think about this thing in my past as a bad event because it's just helped so many people. And that's the thing is we just, from our limited perspective, when we look at things, we're like, wow, that was a horrible situation. This George Floyd situation, you know, it's horrible that this had to happen when we look at it. But when we take a bigger picture, we see all the changes that are going to happen in the future, all the people that are going to be helped in the future from these things. And we just, we personally just don't see that. And that's when we get upset when we're looking at it just really closely and we don't have a bigger picture. That's why it says, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways in the Bible. It's because he's got this higher perspective where he can see things and we're like, this is horrible. And he's like, no, it's going to work out, you know, or she or however you view it, it doesn't matter. Um, there's this higher perspective of how things are going to work out that we can't see when we're just like caught up in it. And so I can get caught up in things just the same as anybody else can. So I can see the situation. I see the news is lying about it. Um, the news are telling people basically all the things that the prosecution did right in the trial. And I'm like, the news is lying to people because they're not telling them the whole story. They're not telling them about the fact that the defense actually had good points at times. And so he might get off. And, you know, there's, there could be reasonable doubt there. And because the media is lying to people, as far as omitting the truth, they're not telling the whole story. Um, not necessarily lying, but not telling the whole story. I mean, they could be lying too. I wouldn't put that past uh, the mainstream media at this point. So I find my news from other locations and get a whole balanced view. But, you know, the people who watch the news, those are the sorts of people in Washington. And they're watching the news and they're thinking, you know, that of course he's guilty because the media is telling me all the great points that the prosecution is making and none of the points that the defense is making. And people get their news, you know, because they don't have the time to listen to the whole trial themselves. So I'm thinking about Maxine Waters at this point in time. And I got so upset at her for what she was doing because she went there, she flew to Minnesota after their rioting already, and said to get more confrontational if he is not convicted. And she has no idea what she's talking about. And I I was thinking about this last night. I was like, why am I more upset about this than the Dante Wright thing? And I think the issue is that people are, there are they've already made up their minds and this is what's going on right now. Um, I, I figured it out with Maxine and then the point really was proven today uh, with something else that was a quote-unquote trigger to me. The point is she's speaking out. She's part of the legislation. She's part of the legislature branch, yeah, the legislative branch in the government. And we have three branches in case anybody doesn't know this. I mean, I grew up and we had this in civics class. Um, 
and I hope it's still being taught. There's the legislative branch, the executive branch, and the judicial branch. And these are the branches of our government. They're supposed to be checking each other. If somebody passes a non-constitutional law through the legislative branch, it's supposed to be caught with the judicial branch in the Supreme Court. And I feel like our Supreme Court has not been working very well either. I don't, I don't think it's right. And now Joe Biden wants to pack it. And so that's another issue is Joe, there's a real big attack on the judicial branch happening right now. Um, and so they, they, the left side, the quote unquote leftists, um, don't think that the judicial branch is fair. And that is a belief that I've seen I believe in three different people. Now, I don't know for sure if this guy, um, if there's the Minneapolis mayor, Jacob Frey, who I'll be talking about. I don't know if he's Republican or Democrat. My guess is a Democrat, especially since it's Minneapolis and because of his views here. So I'd say there's probably three people, but two for sure, um, that are trying to go against our judicial branch. <laughs> Joe Biden says it's wrong and he wants to add more judges to the Supreme Court because he doesn't think it's fair. He wouldn't be trying to change it if he thought it was fair. So we've got that. And then Maxine Waters is coming in and saying basically that she already knows who's guilty before the court case is done, before the jury who actually had to listen to every single side, who actually is really informed about this stuff. She doesn't care what the jury thinks. She already knows. So he's been proven guilty before, you know, assumed innocent for Maxine. So she doesn't believe that the judicial system should go through the way that it is supposed to go through. She's already made up her decision before it's done. In the past, people would have said, well, the jury knows better because the jury actually listened to both sides. And I didn't listen to both sides. So of course the jury knows better than I do. That's for people who had faith in the judicial system. That's not what's happening right now. Maxine Waters does not have faith that the judicial system is going to give the right answer because she thinks she knows better. And so she went there and told people to become more confrontational if it doesn't go the way she thinks it should go. And the way the people who are planning to riot are going to go. They want it to go one way. And if it doesn't go that way, then they're going to riot. And I imagine that it, even if it did, they'd probably riot for other reasons because they want to riot because they want to have the savior role in the drama triangle. They want the drop. They want the drama. And so even if everything went the way they wanted it to, they'd continue to look for something else to riot about because they love the drama. At this point, they're getting something out of it. And I'm not saying that to be flippant or anything. It, they're getting some sort of, they don't know a better way, I believe. I just think they're ignorant of a better way to get their needs met at this point in time. And so they're trying to get their needs met by rioting. And the saviors in the drama triangle, they want to feel better. And it's, they want to feel better about themselves because there has to be a victim below them. And if they're above that victim, then they are going to feel better about themselves. It's about self-worth, I think. And so the sort of people that would riot are the sort of people who don't really feel good about themselves. They're not, you know, taking positive action in their lives to make things better, etc. And 
so I, I'm trying to understand them for this way. I see them intellectually in a different way than I feel emotionally sometimes when I'm like, why are you writing? Um, they're doing it because their needs aren't met. And there's a different reason for that. And that would actually stop the riots if their needs could get met. But they have to want it. And a lot of people just haven't hit rock bottom yet. And I think that's what this is about in long-term ways because Minnesota, the people who actually live there are seeing the fact that their town, their place is being misrepresented on the TV because there are people that actually live across the street, across the street from the police department when the riots are happening. And so, and there's plenty of people who are, you know, owners of businesses in those places. And there's people being robbed and there's people being, having their business is just destroyed. And these people are watching the news and they're thinking, you know, and some of them could be people of color. I know that there was one woman who, you know, the one that there was the carjacker and she got away and she was black. And at first they kneeled for the carjacker um, rather than the woman who was, you know, could have been killed by the carjacker, right? The black woman who could have been killed. But she's like, no, I'm, I'm happy about the police you know, and they don't get it. They don't understand that, you know, there's plenty of people of color there who are happy that the police are there to protect them. These Black Lives Matter, they don't really seem to care about these black lives, you know, that are being destroyed. And so these people are watching the news and they're, they're watching their hometown on the news and they're seeing that the news is just completely off base. It's a distorted view. It's not reality. If ever these people were thinking that the media was portraying things in an accurate light, they are now jaded, which is great because it's an idol torn down. See, some people think that the news media is accurate and they really want to help people. And if you now look at it from the perspective that, no, they really don't care about the actual black lives that are being hurt right now. They're caring more about the criminals and they want to get rid of our police that are there to protect us, then maybe they're going to be like, well, I don't trust the media anymore, which is great um, because the media is distorted. It's not telling you the real reality. The media is drama. It's basically, it's basically like those old reality shows now with commentators and it's not real. They're just showing you whatever has the most drama to bring in viewers. You know, if it gets you riled up, upset, scared, those are the sort of things that feed the money. Um, so it feeds the media and that's what they keep putting out. But it's not reality. And so if you actually took a step back and stopped watching TV and started looking at your reality, you'd make different decisions. And people in Minnesota are probably going to make a lot different decisions. It could, you know, turn the state red for all I know because they've been voting for Democrats there and they might just have a huge backlash next election. And we'll see what happens with that. Project Veritas did a video about a woman who got elected there and it looked like there was an election fraud issue. I'm not entirely sure how accurate the elections are in Minnesota as far as why some people are getting elected there. And so that's something, but it's something that people are going to have to pay attention to. And like I mentioned, people don't really make changes until they hit rock bottom. 
it has they have to get to a point where things are really, really bad. And they're like, it's worse if I sit in this situation the way it is right now than if I make some other move. But it, until it gets to that point where they're like, it's going to hurt work less if I start to change, then people aren't going to change. But once it hits that point, they will. And so I feel like that's probably the sort of thing that's going on here is it's getting to that point where people are going to have to make a choice and just be like, you know, we have to do something different here. And it's a catalyst for a change. And it's a big catalyst. A lot of eyes are on it. And the change is going to be different for lots of places. Minnesota, they know what's really going on, I'm sure. And it's affecting them. And so they're going to make choices based on that. People who are watching it, you know, people who were doing riots in California because of what's going on in Minnesota, they have no clue because they're rioting based off of what the mainstream media is, you know, projecting. There are some rioters who are legitimately from Minnesota, I'm sure, but I'm sure there's people also who came in from other places. But the people who are in Minnesota that were rioting, they've, they've got their own issues but I don't think there's a lot of them. I mean, considering the rest of the population of the entire state of Minnesota. So I feel like something's going to happen. And obviously, in the long term, it will be better for people because they're going to have more information and personal issues with it. And so they'll make those choices and that'll be good. So the one thing that I mentioned that I was going to talk about was this guy, the Minneapolis mayor, Jacob Frey. He said, regardless of the decision made by the jury, there is one true reality, which is that George Floyd was killed at the hands of police. And so he's given his opinion about it before the jury has given their opinion. And there is reasonable doubt that he was killed at the hands of police because he could have been killed by something else. The fact that he was, you know, overdosing and things like that. The fact that they're using the word killed versus, you know, he took something and he overdosed. And and I don't know if it's even been talked about, but he was really afraid. He could have had a panic attack. Um, I don't know. But I'm just throwing that out there. There's things that are not being considered um, by the people that just watch the mainstream news this is why we have a jury. And so what gets me upset about this is justice. It's the idea that they're going after the judicial system and saying that the judicial system is not working or does not even need to be there. I know somebody else said basically, you know, and I don't remember which one it was about, uh, but she said, why even have a trial? It could have been about this. Why even have a trial? We've got it on video. That's the view of quite a lot of people at this point in time. There's like, I saw it on video, so I already know what happened. Rather than having a judicial system, they want to just get rid of it at this point. I mean, that's the belief. That's the idea. So it's not all about video. Video can give you distortions where one, one camera angle shows somebody's knee it looks like it's on his neck, but then another camera angle shows it and it looks like it's on his back. Framing is everything. Framing and the way people talk about it 
because we know this, we, we know this because of the brainstorm or green needle videos or the Yanny or Laurel videos where people hear it and you can hear both things, but it depends on how you frame it. So if somebody has the word brainstorm on the video, you'll hear brainstorm. And if somebody has the green needle on it, you'll hear green needle and back and forth. And reality is reality, but it's how you perceive it, how it's framed, how where you're coming from, of what you actually hear and what you actually see. And that's what's going on with these, you know, the mainstream news is showing it in a perspective where somebody says, oh, he's definitely guilty, but then you could watch a different video and be like, wow, that doesn't really look that bad. And it's all about the framing. And I think that's sort of part of the lesson that we are supposed to be learning in this age, because that's why the whole brainstorm green needle and the, the dress, um, that gold blue dress thing, um, and the shoes. This is just a time period where we're supposed to be looking at the fact that our reality can be seen in different perspectives, depending on where you're coming from. And so that's what's going on here. A lot of people are learning that the news is forming one perspective, but you could have a different perspective and things are not always the way they're framed. So we should be careful to look at that. So I was upset about this guy, um, Jacob Frey, telling people basically that he is, you know, he's guilty before the jury comes back. This is a matter of justice where I feel like by attacking the judicial branch, which like I said, has been attacked now. This is like three different people going after it. Joe Biden wants to add more people to the Supreme Court. Maxine Waters basically said the same thing that Jacob Frey is doing. They're all saying that our judicial system is broken and they say it doesn't matter anymore or let's, you know, fix it. That's funny. He said, you know, rather than packing the court, we're unpacking it. That was one of the lines. And it's like, they're just changing the definitions of words now, which is another way to frame things. A lot of words are changing definitions recently. Um, you know, somebody said murdered somebody and I was like, murder, are you sure? Because, you know, there was no intent. I think that was with the Dante thing where she accidentally shot him instead of the taser. And I'm like, murder used to mean that you had the intent and people are just using words for whatever, it, there's like no meaning anymore because people keep changing the words, um, the definitions of things. And I mean, that goes for vaccines and herd immunity and all this stuff. I mean, just words are being changed like rapid fire these days. Um, I mean, insurrection, that's another one. It can't be used for the people who are, you know, attacking the, the governments um, in Portland or Minnesota. No, it has to only be used if it's Washington, D.C. And it's just ridiculous to me, but um, I find it difficult to be able to converse with somebody if they're changing the definition of a word because it's like living in two different realities. And so 
I've discussed this before, but not in a podcast, I guess. Um, If you are living in one reality and then somebody else says, you know, isn't the sky a pretty green today? And you're like, well, (laughs) how do I answer this question? That's a false premise. The sky isn't green. Um, And it's just you can't have conversations with people about things if you have different definitions of the word. Like to them, I guess green means blue. So, you know, that's why they're saying that maybe. You know, it's difficult to be authentically conversing with somebody if you're on different playing fields. And I've called this the chasm. Um, It's like trying to talk to somebody who's in a completely different place than you and it doesn't work. You can't have authentic conversations with people if you don't agree with what a term means. And then it's like, what's the point in discussing things with somebody anymore? If you can't have a good conversation with somebody who doesn't agree with the terms of something. And that's the gaslighting really hurts people in this way. They're trying to have authentic conversations with people out there when people don't have the same definitions of words. Um... Like, I was accused of being a Trump supporter once, and I was like, you know, I don't really support Trump on this policy, this policy, this policy, this policy, and we just don't have the same definition of the word Trump supporter, so if you want to view me as a Trump supporter, okay, fine, but that's not, you know, that's not how I view myself. We're not in the same reality here, Um, so... It's just, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of people are trying to have conversations with each other and they don't agree with the same terminology. Racism, anti-racism is racism. As I've explained in my past video about the systemic racism. And so, I mean, there's plenty of documentation on that. Anti-racists want to people to see things through a racial lens. And so they are racists. They're not fighting racism because they are racism. You can't use racism to fight racism. It won't disappear if you're still racist. So we've lost the definition of words of people at this point in time with some people, I guess, is my point. Some of us haven't. And so we're living in this world where there's other people in different realities with different definitions of words and we can't, you know, agree on the same thing. And so it can be frustrating in that sense. But I do try to, sometimes I can figure it out. Sometimes I can figure out, hey, you've got a different definition like the Trump supporter. I mean, it took me a little while of the conversation for me to realize you've got a different definition of Trump supporter than I do. Okay, so, you know, at that point, you can just leave the conversation or try to try to define the word or the set of words or whatever that you're discussing. Sometimes you'll realize it's happening Um, it's the fallacy of equivocation. If you're trying to discuss something and somebody switches words on you, that sort of thing. It's just, it makes it illogical and it's like pointless conversations at that point. Um, so I'm frustrated that people are changing the definitions of the words, but I know now that when I figure it out, I can just walk away. So that's where my power lies. And if somebody else wants to, you know, continue on and their beliefs, even if it disagrees with mine, then I am just going to walk away and just be okay. They can have their beliefs at this point. 
But I understand there's a lot of people that are trying to cling to the same reality. They're like, no, we have to live in the same reality to discuss things. I understand that there's that that desire, but it's probably better to just walk away if somebody is just gaslighting or intentionally gaslighting or just in a different reality and they don't see things the same way you do. Because there's no point in that conversation at that point. And at this point in time, I believe that there are people in in our government who are living in a completely different reality because Maxine Waters has no idea what it's like in Minnesota. She just goes there with her perspective. And the people there are going to reject it, not the people who are agreeing with her, obviously, but the ones who see the damage are going to reject it. They're going to see that, you know, we've got completely different views of reality. Gaslighting can be disconcerting at first, but once you realize what's going on, there's a clarity that comes and you can be calmer and and walk away when that happens. So I'm seeing things about that more clearly. I like the idea of justice. I want to bring it back. I keep going on tangents, like I mentioned, but I want to bring it back to this, um, like Jacob Frey and Maxine Waters, who are saying that our judicial system is a joke. It doesn't matter um, because they believe that he was guilty already, that the police are bad. They have that belief. And it's been said that they're going to riot no matter what. And at this point in time, you know, they believe that he was guilty no matter what. And they don't care what the judicial system has to say. They have no faith in it. When you ride that out to its logical conclusion... It's anarchy, that they don't trust the system. They're trying to use a system to fix a system that they don't trust. So it doesn't, you know, the whole point, like, and um, this was done by Spike Cohen, writing it out to its logical conclusion. If you defund the police, if you get rid of the police everywhere, if that's what they really want, and it happened everywhere in the United States, if there were no more police, what would happen is people would stop wearing masks. People would not get the vaccine. People would not care about vaccine passports. Now, there's some who would because they want it, but a lot of people, they just wouldn't because there's no one to enforce the laws anymore. People would have more guns because there's no one to enforce those laws about not having them. So the leftists who want to get rid of guns and also want to get rid of the police are not being logical they're just, you can see that it's not logical because they don't want police and they don't want people to have guns. And who's going to enforce the law for them not to have guns? It's the police. So no more police, and no, no more enforcing anymore. And that means that people will have guns and they'll get them more. And to protect themselves, of course, because there's no police protecting them. And so the gun sales will increase and people will start to form in the country anyway, in rural areas, people will form their own sort of protection posse or something. Um, But the people in the cities who don't have any guns, they'll be overrun by the crime. And it's the people without guns who wouldn't be protected, etc. So the leftists who don't want guns and they don't want police are completely illogical. They're not seeing things clearly because they're seeing through emotion. And they're stuck in the drama triangle, as I stated. It's like the cops are bad. 
when this happens, but then the cops are good when they're protecting us from people with guns. And, and I mean, we see that with some people who are out there saying, let's defund the police, defund the police, and then they have their own police escort, which I think Maxine Waters actually had asked for a police escort in Minnesota while trying to get rid of the police. I mean, she wasn't really trying to get rid of the police so much, but she's riling the people who are wanting to get rid of the police because they're mad at the police. So you can see that they're being, they're doing this on emotion and they're not, they're not being logical. So even though I'm annoyed at this idea, like let's get rid of the police, um, they don't really understand what they're saying. You know, in the end, I wouldn't even care if there were no police because with the law of attraction, I believe you do attract everything that happens to you. And so I feel totally protected and I believe that people would be protected if they felt protected and they have the ability to feel protected if they take personal responsibility. And it would all work out in the end, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think people are just going to realize, hey, we want police here. Um, but I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to try to wrap this up in things that I don't like. So it's good to pay attention to what is it that's really bothering you. So right now it's bothering me that people who are ignorant are speaking up against our judicial system. But I'm aware. And so that means other people are aware that it's happening. Other people are waking up too if they weren't aware previously. So there is an awareness happening. There's clarity coming to people. And I'm thankful for that. I'm glad that the idol of mainstream media is going to be thrown down for many people. And they're going to hopefully start taking action to fix things, which maybe they'll start voting um, for people that will actually take care of them better. People are learning that who you vote for locally really matters versus, you know, the long term, um, when you go outwards of the circle of concern away from you, which I talked about on a different one. When you pull yourself back and look at the big picture, the president doesn't really do much compared to your local person for how your real reality is happening. Because in South Dakota, we never had to wear masks and we never locked down. And so that happened because of where I am locally. In Minnesota, they were. There like, I am so close to Minnesota that I decided to stop going to the store in Minnesota that was the closest one because they were requiring masks. And now I went further into South Dakota to get stuff. Um, I took personal responsibility over that and chose to do what I wanted to do. Somebody in Minnesota, if they're on the border, could actually drive into South Dakota to go shopping if they didn't want to wear masks every single day. I wonder if somebody did. Um, People can take personal responsibility to do things, to change their reality that they live in. But um, I'm, I'm happy that people are learning about the fact that the, who you vote for locally really matters for what your day-to-day life is like. And that's what's happening here. People are learning that. So I shouldn't really be upset that they're going through this. For one thing, they attracted it, as in they wanted to go through this. On a soul level, people wanted to go through this to learn you know, that they can take personal responsibility to learn the mainstream media is lying to them and that who they vote for really matters. People are learning a lot of things right now, and that's really great. So this is helpful for that. If somebody has a business that was, you know, destroyed because of this, they're learning that they can rebuild if they choose to, but 
that their safety and wealth and things like that are not going to come straight from, you know, their property. It's, it's coming from God's source, you know, their vibration, however you want to view that, that they have an ability to have what they want. Um, and it's going to take this to go through this situation in which, you know, it'll hurt right now as far as what's going on. If they see it from like, um, you know, woe is me victim mentality, but if they can switch to the victor mentality, then they can see that they can reclaim everything they had. I actually did a video one time about how everything you have in your life, even if somebody took it away from you, you still have that in your vibration and can continue to attract it in the future. So you don't lose out on anything. You're always gaining. Um, there's no loss in that respect. You can continually attract everything that you thought you lost in the past. And I don't mean specifics. I mean vibrationally, the feeling that you got when you had it. So anyway, people are learning a lot of stuff and that's great. The judicial branch, well, there's an attack on our system. It's not a surprise. They've been attacking the Constitution for quite some time. They don't like it. They want to change it. And change is coming and we're going to see what happens. But I know that the change is going to come out for the better. I do believe that everything that people are asking for is already given vibrationally and it's not bad. Nobody asks for something bad and it's by the feeling. Nobody wants to feel bad. Everybody wants to feel good. So nobody's asking for something that's going to make them feel bad. So that's why none of that is coming. Vibrationally is how I'm speaking. Now people can not be aligned with God's source about things and they can feel bad and that's probably why people feel really, really bad right now is like I've talked about beforehand on my website, there's articles where there's a graph that shows the vibrational dissonance between God's source and you. The further you get away from being in alignment with God's source and everything you've asked for, the worse you feel. So when people are feeling really bad, it means that things are actually really, really great for them in the vibrational vortex heaven on earth, whatever, there's this thing that they can reach vibrationally and it feels really great. And the reason they feel really bad is because they're not aligned with God's source on this subject. Um, because of this heavy asking that they've got, there is this great world vibrationally that we can all tap into. So for everything that's going quote unquote wrong, there is an equal and opposite greatness that's happening that we can tune ourselves into. And I have, <laughs> I have tuned myself into it and it's feeling really great. And so if you are feeling afraid, there's a feeling of peace and security that you can tune yourself into that's just going to feel awesome. If you're feeling very angry, there's a love and understanding and mercy that is just really awesome that you can tune yourself to. And so we have the ability to do that. Um, when you see somebody as a victim, you may feel bad for them. And that's because God knows how much that person actually controls their own reality and that everything is going great for them right now. So you can tune into that. Um, you can be aligned with God's source and see that everybody else is creating this right now. Everything that's happening right now is something we've created that's leading to something great. So for example, if you were feeling 
so appreciative of the job that you have. Like, wow, I'm glad I'm working. You know, some people don't have any money right now. They're really struggling, but I'm working. You know, I'm bringing in this money. Everything is going great. And then you lose your job and you could be like, wow, I'm devastated. Now I'm just like them, depressed. You know, you could... Or you could be like, no, everything's working out for me. The reason that I lost my job is because there's a better job that's more suited to everything that I've been really appreciating about this one. I've been really appreciative of the fact that I could make my own hours and I've been really appreciative about this and that. And then you get this new job that is just, it's because you've been appreciating. You attract what you've been appreciating. And so it's called the tower card in tarot. It's like, for every great thing that you're asking for, there has to be a crumbling of what you've outgrown. And so what you've outgrown is racism. We've outgrown racism. And I think that this is sort of the last gasp. Critical race theory, anti-racism, it's all racist. But I think it's the last gasp of racism trying to be here. And I think it's hopefully going to just disappear when people realize it for what it is. When people see people aren't seeing it clearly, they're using weird terms like anti-racism instead of racism when they're the same thing. But I see people on Twitter talking about it and I see people going on like anti-racism is racism. People are getting it. People are understanding this stuff. I saw somebody posting about how she was going to... Um, help people talk to their children about anti-racism and how white people are supreme, white supremacy, anti-racism and racism. I mean, Black Lives Matter, I think it's a white supremacist group because they believe in that there's some sort of supremacy that white people have that black people don't have and that they need to do something else. It's really weird. Um, the people who aren't racist, they're not really going to fall for it when they see it for what it is. Right now, the waters are muddy because they're using weird terms like anti-racism and it can be confusing to people. But when people see it for what it is, they're going to be like, you're racist. This is racist. And they're just going to be like, no, I don't agree with this. You can't teach my child this. I mean, there's black people out there who are having their children in school and the schools are teaching their children that, you know, black people are victims and they need help from the government in order to get on equal ground with white people, that's racist. That's that's not empowering to their children. And these black parents are like, you know, this is racist. I don't want you teaching my children that they're disempowered. I want them empowered to know that all people are equal and they can have and do whatever they want to do. That's the reality. The critical race theory is disempowering. It's disempowering people of color. It's disempowering people. And so people are waking up to that fact as soon as they see it in their reality rather than the deceptive terms like anti-racism. They're going to wake up to it. And like I said, I, I feel like this is the last gasp of racism that is just going to disappear at some point when people realize it for what it is. It's like a ghost. Somebody might be afraid about the ghost in their house because you know, the shutters keep flapping or something. And then they go and they look, they look at it like, what is going on here? And it's just the wind. It's not a ghost, you know, and it just, the fear disappears. And 
I don't know what is going to happen for these people who feel like victims who want to stay in the drama triangle. I mean, they've been asking for help. They've been asking for a feeling of power, a feeling of being loved. They can tune to it. It's there for them vibrationally. And you can see my article about how to clean the world for help on meditation because meditation does help those around us in ways even if they don't realize it. So there's things we can do to help raise the vibration of everybody. Things are going to get better. And it's just that things get really worse before it does. It's like we're birthing a world without racism and these are the contractions. If you can think of it like that, that these are the contractions, these, these riots and everything are like the contractions of a world trying to birth a world where there's no racism. And let me go back to those who are trying to just say our judicial system is stupid and doesn't need to be there or needs to change. People are asking for justice because they want justice. We all want justice. There are some people who are asking for it from a pos position where they are ignorant of what's going on. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this, where I felt like, oh, I want my family protected by the police and these people are attacking the police and, you know, my family's protected regardless, whether it's God, source, angels, however you want to view it, vibrationally, they're attracting a reality. Um, my dad says he's not worried. That's a great vibration to have. So, you know, people are attracting what's happening to them. You don't need the cops to feel safe. You don't need the cops for that. They, they serve a purpose for that. But you don't need them to feel like you need the cops for people to be safe. That's an idol. And for me to feel like we need the judicial system for there to be justice, that's an idol too. So I don't care if people are attacking the judicial system. They can do that all they want. There's a vibrational justice system and people call it karma, perhaps. I don't know, but there's a vibrational way of being. If you're in jail and you feel free, you have that feeling of freedom and you might actually end up being, you know, released early because of that feeling of freedom. It's about your vibration. Perhaps you actually wanted to be there as far as, you know, your sole purpose. So somebody being jailed for this, it could be the best thing. There's reasons and purposes that we don't know. And that's the thing. We are trying to judge things based on limited knowledge so much of the time. It is so much better to just say, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do trust, I have faith that things are working out. Uh, I've seen things work out in my life because of this. So because of the law of attraction, because of my faith, I know that things do. And I know that there's a higher purpose and that we don't get to understand it and see it when we're so close to things. And so I think that's one of the lessons to learn is that I just want to take a step back and not focus so closely on some things. I do mention the news here. That's the point um, for me to be able to take that step back where other people can't and see it from a new perspective. But it's not like I'm immune. <laughs> so this stuff happened with Minnesota and it was just close to home. So, you know, um, 
And I really like justice. I love the, the law of attraction because it is just. It lets everybody choose their vibration because you're the one who's in control of your thoughts. Viktor Frankl said in his book that that was the last of man's freedoms. You know, he was at the Holocaust in one of the concentration camps. It's a great book, Man's Search for Meaning. And um, he talked about how, you know, people find meaning and that's what gets them through. Maybe that's part of this is some people don't have meaning and so they're finding their meaning by rioting. I do believe the critical race theory is a cult and these are people who didn't have maybe meaning and they're finding meaning by being a savior to the people they view as victims. And we all need meaning to get through. And because if you don't have meaning, that those are the people that gave up and they just died in the concentration camps. He obviously made it through and came out alive and wrote his books, which were great. But that was his meaning that he wanted to. He was thinking about the books that he was going to write when he was there. So if you have meaning, you can get through anything, you know, if you have a purpose. And what I perceive as an attack on justice is a reminder to me that I really care about it. But it's also the fact that it reminds me to tune myself to the idea that law of attraction is just. It doesn't matter if there are courts, doesn't matter about the police. Somebody who is feeling free will probably not ever get caught and sent to jail. Um, somebody who's feeling free and feels like they're protected, they're not going to get into dangerous situations, as I mentioned in the last podcast about systemic racism. If you feel powerless, you're going to attract situations in which you feel powerless. And if you feel powerful, you're going to attract the sorts of people who don't want to take anything from you and don't want you to do anything, don't, don't want to force you to do anything because they're powerful in their own lives. So we can find that feeling of powerfulness and control over our lives and you won't feel out of control and in somebody else's control in those cases. So this is just a reminder to me that I do want justice and justice is just the reality according to the law of attraction. Everybody has the ability to re, you know, to create their own reality, whatever they want. And if they wanted to be in riots, then that's what they've created, whether on the receiving or the giving side. This is the reality in which they've created, and it serves a purpose. Just like if I got fired, I should be thanking me being fired because it's serving a purpose of making me free to do what I want to do that's going to be better. So, you know, the labor pains, a lot. it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose to get a child out and birthed. These labor pains are for a purpose and everything is working out in the long term. So I hope this has helped. Um, I know I went long. I don't know if anybody's going to actually make it through the whole thing, but congratulations if you did. I just wanted to give an example of how I change my thoughts from feelings of powerlessness and frustration to feeling powerful and calm, knowing that everything is in control according to the law of attraction and God, source, however you view it. And everything really is okay and working out for the best. And I'm so thankful. Be appreciative of where you are and what your life is 
you know, I'm just so thankful to live in South Dakota <laughs> and that we have a nice, beautiful day here today. Even if it is a little chilly, that's okay, but it's beautiful. And so I'm just going to go out and enjoy the weather. Look for things in your own life that you can enjoy and appreciate and you'll attract that feeling of appreciation and joy. And so I hope this has helped. Thanks for listening and uh, share this with somebody else if you feel like it might help them. Have a great day. Bye.